G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast. Melbourne Cup Special, Tuesday, November 1, 2022. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Joining me as usual is Joel Marshall. Dan Nuttall not here at the moment, might jump on at some stage. But Joel, uh, I guess the question on our lips has got to be, what is the track going to be like? Soft 6 uh, inspection Monday morning at 8am found it to be a soft six, but up to 15 mils of rain expected late Monday. At the moment, as we speak to you at uh, 10.45 on Monday morning, it's quite good drying weather in Melbourne, but rain up to 15 mils expected later and more rain on Cup Day. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, Barks? I mean, if, if we get up to the 15 tonight and we get, you know, they're saying it could be 15 tomorrow, well, you'd have to think we're going to be in the heavy range. Um, but, you know, if, if, if we get five and five, we'll maybe I'll still stay in the soft range. We, we thought we might have been playing on heavy for Derby Day and we were like, soft seven for race one, but it was sort of playing certainly on the better side of that, um, looking at the times. And then, of course, we got a bit of rain halfway through the card and, just put us back into that sort of deep, soft range. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a guessing game, but um, I'm certainly sort of looking at horses that are going to be handling the wet. But uh, there's a few, there's, there's really a few in the Melbourne Cup that are sort of unexposed and, and unknown. So, yeah, a lot of guesswork involved, but I guess that's the that's the Melbourne Cup every year, isn't it? Uh, it is. Not so much. It seemed, uh, it seemed sort of more obvious last year, and I think uh, certainly... In the winning post special, most of us, even if we hadn't tipped very elegant on top, uh, well, you had incentivised as a fairly warm favourite. I think most of us tipped, but, uh, well, I think most of us sort of managed to get the trifecta. Um, but this year, look, I've got to say, spoiler alert, I'm, I've just, I just feel like I've just got no idea what's going to happen in the cup. But anyway, we'll get to that later. We'll take you through the black type races at Flemington on Tuesday, and we start with race one. Dali Maribyrnong Plate, 1,000 metre group three, set weights for the two-year-olds. We've only seen two of them, the top two, Zulfikar and Cracker Rib. Uh, Zulfikar, of course, won the Maribyrnong trial over this same track and distance. Uh, and I guess is the, uh, is the default selection, but that was on a good four, Joel. So who knows? Yeah, indeed. Uh, Zulfikar was able to find the fence first start and uh, and just sort of do everything right, which helped, and he won well. Uh, I've actually gone for one of his stablemates. There's three Godolphin runners, but I've gone with the three, Dear Belly. Uh, by Fastnet Rock out of a Dubawi mare, he's going to get better uh, over further, but um, he trialled well in Sydney, finished not far off Cohen's side, who then came out and ran second very well on debut, and then he jumped out well around a corner with Zulfikar. Uh, Zulfikar's had that tune-up jumped out since that Maribyrnong trial. So lean the way of three. I was with Cracker Rib in the Maribyrnong trial at his first start. There was good support. He was, um, I think, as much as 26 or $30 into nine. Gate one, he over-raced a little bit and didn't quite finish off. Again, drawn gate one. But hopefully with that run under the belt, he'll be a bit more streak-wise and... But you're getting $26 again, so I'm going to butter up again, and I'll be backing both those two. One Zulfikar, no knock, he's in for third, and at nine, Horstruck. I uh, thought had been showing a bit in her jump outs at Cranbourne. Three, two, one, nine. Uh, yeah, well, I did go for Zulfikar ahead of Diabelli and Horstruck, and for 
fourth I put in Hellish. So that is one, three, nine, and five. The next of the black type races at Flemington on Tuesday is race four. That is the TAB Trophy. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. A listed event. Uh, it is over 1,800 metres. Um, the two that ran on Saturday, not surprisingly, are out. Perfect thought, of course, winning the Carbine Club Pericles. Slightly disappointing in the derby. They aren't running. What does that leave you with, Joel? It leaves me with the other horse coming out of the bars, number three, Dashing. Um, just reckon he's uh, put in a pretty pretty good pair of performances in the Caulfield Guineas and the bars, leading them up and holding on pretty well. Length and a half in the Guineas and five lengths in the bars. Those top three really pulled away. Um, the bars form didn't quite measure up in the derby, although they didn't, they certainly weren't disgraced, but Barclay Square wasn't too far away. I just think coming back a little bit in distance for Dashing is going to suit. He'll be on speed, and I think he'll give you a good sight. Uh, in for second, I've got 12 Kwong try. A lot of people are going to find her. Um, she was very short first up at Caulfield in a small field. She got the job done. You'd have to think she's just going to get better stepping up in distance, so she's going to be the testing material. Uh, for third, I've put in nine, high approach. He contested a couple of decent fields in his first prep, fifth to Gold Mile and a maiden, and then tackled the race on Anzac Day that Tijuana and Perfect Thought came out of. He's come back this prep, and both runs have been good. He ticked, uh, We got the maiden out of the way last time, so I think there's a bit of improvement left in him. And in for fourth, I've got number seven, Cool Carp, uh, the Chris Waller runner by American Pharaoh. A little bit disappointing last start at Warwick Farm, but definitely a step up in truth going to help. And number one's got to be respected as well. Zoe's promised she's going well and she'll be on speed. But uh, my top four are three, twelve, nine, seven. Hey, I'm with you with dashing. Uh, I've got Zoe's promise in for second coming off that. Philly's classic win means she does cop the penalty and uh, is on level weights with the Colts. But uh, importantly, of course, that win coming on a heavy eight could be crucial. Uh, Kwong Tree for third and Lindemann for four, three, one, twelve and five. Next of the black type races, we go across to race six at Flemington on Tuesday. And that is the Furphy Plate, a listed handicap over 1,800 metres. And I'm with number four, No Name Lane here. He won the Seymour Cup well, beating Just Folk uh, and St. Bathans. And the form has held up through that race. They gave him a crack at the two-rack next time out. He was far from disgraced midfield. Beaten under three lengths. I think coming back to this level in pretty well with 55 and a half and drawn to get a lovely run. He handles wet tracks no problems at all. So I think he's a good bet each way, no name lane. I've got Just Folk in for second. He's just getting hammered with weights, uh, this preparation, which is uh, not making it easy, but he's racing really well. He was good second in that Seymour Cup and then went to the Craven Plate up in Sydney and beat all but Cascadia, which is great form for this. Eight Bermudez comes through the Sale Cup. Don't think he really wanted to lead, but nothing was happening. So Oliver, uh, Damien Oliver pressed forward. He found the front. He battled on pretty well. Got him in for third. Probably shouldn't be such a price discrepancy between him and White Noise. White Noise beat him home. And, yeah, he's quite decent odds, White Noise. So I think he's probably the one that over the odds. I've got him in for fourth. But uh, my top four are 4 one eight fourteen. I'm with Bartholomew Dias here, um, down from Queensland 
uh, last race in the Toowoomba Cup, so drops back 200 metres, uh, has had uh, six or so weeks to get over that and uh, drop back in distance. Uh, has won here at Flemington, beating uh, High Stranger and great form around the distance. Four starts for three wins. Um, and uh, I've got character in for second, Just Folk and No Name Lane. So that is five, six, one and four. That brings us to the quaddy and the first leg of which is the big one on the day. It is the Lexus Melbourne Cup, pointing a P and out as we speak to you. But 23 still to face the starter. Handicap, of course, uh, rates, uh, weights ranging from 57.5 for Gold Trip to 50 for High Emotion, Interpretation and Realm of Flowers. Uh, it is worth $8 million. And it's, of course, over 3,200 metres. And uh, that just reminded me that I forgot yet again to run it to put in that updated prize money breakdown in the... Uh, in the winning post Melbourne Cup special. And the other thing I forgot to do on Saturday night, and you will forgive me, listeners, because uh, Derby Day is a big, big day of work for me, especially this year, because I reckon I had to update the form of about 40 horses that were running on Saturday and still in on Tuesday. And probably 39 of them aren't, but are going to be scratched on Tuesday anyway. But uh, one thing I forgot to do was put in my uh, quaddy numbers in the uh, for the uh, Melbourne Cup. You cannot just go with zero for... Uh, for the first leg of your quaddy, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll take your horse by horse through the cup, Joel, and we'll start with one that you quite fancy, I believe, and that is the top weight. It is Gold Trip, uh, Mark Zara, the jockey, Kieran Ma, and Dave Eustace. It's uh, one of their incredible uh, number of five runners in this race, and Barrier 14 with 57 and a half. Yeah, and what I've done is I've uh, broken the field down into five winning chances and another seven that I've got place chances. And, uh, yeah, so I'm basically wiping out half the field. So that's uh, the way that I'm uh, sort of attacking this assessment. But Gold Trip's one of my five winning chances. Um, look, the queries are 57 and a half. And, um, look, some people have got a query at two miles. I don't. I, I thought his Caulfield Cup run was good, even though he was there to win and got overrun. I still think uh, it was a good enough run to suggest he'll get the longer trip. I thought his Cox Plate run was good. He ran out of room and you know, possibly should have finished a bit closer. Just you know, a horse with one win and the top weight, they're, they're the queries, but I think he just comes through the right races. The, the Group 1 form leading in, he's racing really well, and uh, yeah, I think he's a definite, uh, definite top four hope. Number two in Tuesday's Melbourne Cup is Dewis, trained by Edward Cummings. And the jockey is Hugh Bowman. Uh, the barrier is 10 and the weight is 55 and a half. Yeah, this is uh, one that I've got as a place chance. Dewis, she's going to need to improve. I think she's been disappointing this prep, but just um, thinking that getting to the two miles seems to be is what she's looking for. I think that's the way she's been trained this prep. And uh, look, there were better runs, I thought, in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, the Turnbull, she was solid, probably just out sprinted. There was the lack of tempo was against. I thought her Caulfield Cup run was solid enough to suggest that she was a, you know, a top five or six hope here. I, yeah, I'd, I'd be a little bit surprised if she won, but certainly in the mix for the exotics. 
Number three in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Knight's Order. And the trainers are Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. The jockey is Tim Clark. The weight, 55 and a half. The barrier, 24. Yeah, that's going to make things tough. Um, the, probably the two leaders drawn 23 and 24, him and Serpentine. Look, his lead in form's good. I, I sort of haven't been with him, and I'm just I'm going to risk him again. So he's not in my... Not in my mix. Um, no, as I said, no sort of real knock because he's won over the two miles Sydney Cup on the heavy 10 with the lightweight 51 and a half. And he's come back and he's put in four really honest performances. Um, but an eight-year-old jumping from barrier 24, I think there's a little bit more upside with some of his others. But look, if you've been with him, I wouldn't suggest jumping off. But uh, I haven't been and I'm not going to be on Tuesday. Number four in the Melbourne Cup is Montefilia. David Payne trained Mayor Jason Collett to ride with 55 and a half from Barrier 11. Yeah, one of my five winning hopes. Um, first up run was very good. Next run, she was disappointing. She was expected to win. She loomed up and then didn't quite finish off. But I just think the heavy eight ground, 2,000 second up and decent tempo in that race just brought her undone. But then she bounced back in the Caulfield Cup. She got into a bit of a, bit of a skirmish on the turn. Once she got into the clear, she really hit the line well. I think she's one of the better hopes coming out of that Caulfield Cup. 3,200, the query, but Kermadec is by Teofilo, and Teofilo has been a very successful stallion in this race, and she's out of a Scirocco mare. So I think on that round she'll uh, get the trip no problems with a, a patient rider like Jason Collard who will uh, you know, expose her at the right time. Number five is Numerian, trained by Annabelle Neesham. The jockey is Tommy Berry with 55.5 from Barrier 7. Chances. He's going well. He's racing really well. I have my doubts at the two miles, though. I thought he had his chance in the Caulfield Cup, sitting on a, a tempo that suited. He was there to win, and others finished off better than him. So his form is good, but he's a risk of the trip, so I'll be risking it. First of the Raiders is number six, without a fight for Simon and Ed Crisford of Newmarket. William Buick to ride with 55 and a half, barrier 18. Yeah, look, he's a lot of people going into to bat for him, and I think he's got a chance. I've got him in as one of my place chances. The, the knock is that a lot of his form is in very small fields. I know we've seen that sometimes with some of the internationals, but you know, he's won two four-horse races, a three-horse race, and a six-horse race. And just, I, I don't know about the format of those some of those races. And um, yeah, I, I think he's, I think he could could bob up without surprising, but I'm going to be risking him as a winning chance. And the second of those that we haven't seen before, but trained locally, is number seven, Kamora. Ben and JD Hayes train at Euroa in Victoria. Ben Mellum with 55 and Barrier 17. Well, here's uh, the international that I'll be leaving out completely. A good winner of the Curra Cup, two back. His Irish St. Ledger run was poor. A couple of his poor runs have been on the wet tracks, and I think that's the query, and I think that's the sort of the general consensus floating about is that on a dry track he would be a chance, but sort of on the soft six, soft seven or even worse, we're not going to see the best of him and therefore, yeah, I'm going to risk him. The third of the horses we haven't seen before is the favourite. It is number eight, Deauville legend. James Ferguson trains at Newmarket. Karen McAvoy, the jockey with 55 kilos and a nice barrier, barrier nine. Yeah, 
is very short, isn't he? Uh, around the $3.80 $3. mark now. Um, he can win. He's certainly in my in my winning chances. Watching all these replays, he seems to be the last horse off the off the bit in sort of all of his races. He just travels really well. And then when the rider asks him to go, it's not a sort of an electric quicken up, but he just keeps building. So he's going to, I think he's going to look the winner at some stage because he's going to be travelling really well, I suspect, sort of early, around the bend and early into the straight. It's just whether there's uh, some others there with a sharper turn of foot. Uh, but he brings the right form, being the Northern Hemisphere uh, three-year-old. Obviously, this time around, he hasn't dodged the handicapper like uh, some of the previous, uh, like rekindling cross-counter have snuck in with lightweights. He's got the 55, so no featherweight for him, but uh, definitely uh, going to be one of the toughest to beat. Number nine in Tuesday's Melbourne Cup is Stockman, trained by Joe Pride at Warwick Farm, Sam Clipperton, the rider, with 54, and Barry, too. I've just snuck him in as one of the place chances. He's very honest, and he's going to love a really wet track. If we get all of that, you know, towards 30 mils of rain and we're really on a heavy testing track, that's going to suit him. He's going to do no work in the run from the draw. He's coming in with good, strong, sort of consistent staying form. Uh, had the nice tick over run on Saturday over 2,000. I think there'll be others with a, a better turn of foot, but if it comes down to a real slog, if we're on the heavy nine or even worse, then he's going to get his chance. So I'll, I'll put him in as a place hope. Number 10 is the 2019 winner, Val and Declare, trained by Danny O'Brien. Blake Shin to ride with 54 from Barrier 4. Well, this would be a, a huge story. If he could come back and win a Melbourne Cup three years after his previous success would be a huge effort. Obviously, he's had some injury problems and been sort of sparingly raced. He's going pretty well. I thought his Caulfield Cup run was brave. He was wide the trip and he stuck on well. I just think it's his best is probably beyond, uh, you know, past him and just don't think he's got the level of improvement in him at this stage that some of his others have. So, yeah, he's not one of my chances. All right, one that is one of your chances, I believe, is number 11, Young Verta, same stable, Danny O'Brien. Damien Lane to ride from Barrier 21. Yeah, look, the barrier hurts. Um, I left him in my top four, despite the barrier, just hopefully he gets a bit of luck. You know, a lot of people sort of have him down as a bit of a gunner because he's only won the one race. But again, he's a horse that has been sparingly raced. He's had a few injury problems. But every time we've seen him get out to these longer trips, he's really performed well. A couple of derby placings as a three-year-old. I don't think Caulfield's his track, so I'm a bit forgiving for his Caulfield Cup run last year, which wasn't all that bad. I think he's ticking over really well. His two runs at Flemington were good. The Turnbull run, he had the run of the race off a slow speed. He just sort of lacked that turn of foot to to win, but he, he ran really well. And then the Cox Plate, he was there on the turn, just lacked the sharpness when the sprint went on, staying at 2,000. I think he'll stay well, and I think if he just gets a, a, a good ride, he's, that's what he's going to need, then he's a, he's a top-four player. And the fourth of the ones we haven't seen but trained locally is number 12, Huya Mal. Gay Wardhouse and Adrian Bott. Craig Williams to ride with 53.5 from Barrier 15. Yeah, Huya Mel, I've got him as a serious hope. He's the, he's the Northern Hemisphere three-year-old as well. I think he's better value than Doville Legend. 
I think you can make a case that he, he should have beaten him home at Goodwood three runs back in the Gordon Stakes. Dover Legend just caught him for second in the shadows of the post. Ryan Moore lost his whip at about the 500, and he, I think he just lost a bit of concentration there. Sort of took away from his finish. He then won his next start. It was a, a sort of a soft group three, but he got the job done. And you just got to be forgiving of his last run in the St. Ledger. He just was exposed too soon out wide and then wanted to lay it and, and got it all wrong. Now, He's an Epsom Derby place getter. That was a strong performance four starts ago. So he's got the class. The The query is the two miles. I think he's got a better turn of foot than Dover Legend. If Craig Williams can just... He's going to need a bit of luck from that gate now. I wish he had a drawn sort of inside four or five. would have been really confident. But if he can get some cover and just expose him late, I think he'll run the trip. And he's being trimmed in a little bit now. The 17 or $18 last week think was way overs and he's probably starting to get down to his, his better price but to the yeah, definite hope number 13 in tuesday's melbourne cup speaking of the epsom derby is the 2020 epsom derby winner and that is serpentine trained by robert hickmott at mount macedon for lloyd williams and co the jockey is john allen with 53 and a half from barrier 23 yeah, I'll be risking him. He was much better on Saturday. Blinkers and the tongue tie on. He went forward. He ran along at a, at a pretty decent clip, and he, he looked sort of beaten on the turning. I think he put in a bit of a rough stride there, but he, he fought back really well and made sure by work to beat him. I usually like that Lexus form coming into this race, but just think he's going to have to do a bit too much from that wide barrier and just has a bit too much to find. So I'll be leaving him out. Attempting to do a sub-zero by winning the Adelaide Cup and uh, Melbourne Cup is uh, number 14, Darshan Sweet Jr. Uh, Philip Stokes, Daniel Moore with 53 from Barrier 13. I don't think he's going well enough. He's not being beaten far in his three runs. And he's getting up to this uh, longer trip, which he likes. The Adelaide Cup win, as you mentioned, placed in the Sydney Cup. That was a tough run behind Knight's Order. So you know, a lot of people giving Knight's Order a chance, and this bloke's a lot bigger price. But I just think to come off a, a tenth, a seventh, and a tenth, just too much to find, and yeah, I'll be leaving him out. Fifteen is Grand Promenade for Maren Eustace. Harry Coffey to ride with 53 from Barrier 1. Yeah, I've left him in as one of my place hopes, but the... That's that's wishful thinking that we don't get the rain that's predicted because he's much better on dry ground. The the simple reason why I thought he was a place hope was just his run last year was very good. He was wide throughout working, and yeah, he was beaten twelve lengths. But the, the winner bolted in, and and, and the, sort of the place getters came away. But I thought his run was pretty good considering he worked hard. He had no luck at the Valley, no luck at Caulfield, and then struck the heavy at the Mooney Valley Cup, and he was an okay four. So if we get the rain and we're in you know, soft seven or worse, he's probably going to struggle. But if we don't get the rain from a low draw, he might be a, a sneaky top four or five hope. 16 in the Melbourne Cup is Arapaho. Bjorn Baker trains Rachel King to ride with 52.5 from Barrier 19. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough. He's going pretty well. He's got form through Durston, um, placed behind him in the Newcastle Cup. Metrop was okay, probably the lack of tempo didn't suit, and then chased home Stockman in the St. Ledger. But uh, I can't see him turning the tables on Stockman, and I've got Stockman sort of as a fringe place hope. So, no, I won't be uh, including Arapaho. 
Number 17 in the Melbourne Cup is Emissary. Mike Moroni trains. Patrick Maloney rides. 51.5, barrier three. Yeah, kicking myself for jumping off in the Geelong Cup with this bloke. I've sort of been with him for a while. He was very good at winning the heavily. And then his next two runs were, were okay. I just sort of wondered whether he, you know, had sort of gone backwards a little bit. But then Geelong Cup, he really um, let down strongly. Probably if we get the, the full extent of the rain, is going to be against him. But if we don't, I think he's got to be a place chance because that was a strong Geelong Cup win. He beat Shawfire, who did come out and, and win Saturday. It was probably a weaker Lexus than what originally was planned. But the form's OK. Just probably doesn't want all the rain to arrive. All righty. Number 18 in the Melbourne Cup is Luna Flair. Graham Beggs, first Melbourne Cup runner. She has 51.5 with Michael D riding from Barrier 12. Yeah, heard this morning that she may have to undergo uh, another vet check after being uh, a little bit scratchy in the action this morning. So that's the query. But I think she's got to be one of your one of your sneaky place chances. She's going really well. Um, strong winner of the Bart Cummings, beating Francesco Guardi, albeit he was a bit unlucky, and then went to the Mini Valley Cup and was a clear second behind that dominant winner. So I think she's ticking over nicely um, by Fiorenti. Whether she has the class to win, I've got my doubts, but I think, you know, she's certainly a, a chance of lobbing into the first four or five. And number 19, Smoke and Romans. Mara and Eustace train. Jamie Carr with 51.5 from Barrier 16. Yeah, I have him as one of my place chances. Um, he was in great form and warranted being favourite for the Caulfield Cup. Mixed sort of views on his run there, some thinking he was unlucky and some thinking he had every chance. I was sort of probably leaning towards the latter, but he is a horse that likes to sort of build into the race and just build the rev sort of with no interruptions, and he couldn't quite do that. Jamie Carr sort of gave him the right run, and he had every chance, you know, in, in, in most respects, but he just in behind them and sort of not quite able to build full momentum. So I thought his run was quite... Solid. I don't think he'll have a problem with the distance. You know, out of that, out of a Yemen and Vital mare, they stay all day. Those horses. So, yeah, I've got him in as a as a place hope. I'm not sure he can win though. Number twenty in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday is Tralee Rose. Simon Wilde trained mare Dean Yendel to ride with fifty one and a half from Barrier Twenty Two. No, not for me. She was going a lot better last year and she finished ninth. And, yeah, she just doesn't seem to be going well enough, so would need to improve a lot. Point in opinion is out. Number 22 for Mara and Eustace is high emotion. Tio Nugent to ride with 50 kilos, barrier eight. Yeah, not one of mine. She's a pretty honest, genuine mare. She's going to love wet ground. If we get onto the heavy track, she won't have a problem with that. But I just think she's going to lack the class. Uh, when it comes down to the final stages. Interpretation is number 23 for Mara and Eustace. Craig knew it to ride, also 50 kilos. Barrier six. Yeah, he's been a shade disappointing in his last couple for mine. I, I thought his, his first couple were good and he looked ready to win and then he started favourite in the Bart Cummings and wasn't beaten far, less than a length by Luna Flair, and then went to the Geelong Cup. He, he got the rails run, and I thought he was there to quicken through and, and be right at the finish. Now, he did pull up slightly lame there, so whether that's a you know a, an excuse, it could well be. 
Um, he's going to be pressing forward here and settle, settling in the first few. Just think he's going to lack the class, however. And finally, number 24 is Realm of Flowers. Anthony and Sam Friedman train her. Damien Thornton will ride her with 50 kilos and barrier five. Yeah, I had her just outside of my place. So it was sort of between her and Stockman to include as one of my place chances, but uh, I left her out. She's going pretty well. It was a, a strong run in the Metrop. She was uh, did plenty of work in the run and just uh, kept coming to the line. So you would think she's going to run the two miles and she's lightly weighted down in weight and she's going to handle the wet. So she's got a chance, but you know, I'll, I'll be leaving her out, but it wouldn't be totally shocked if she wasn't too far from them. Alrighty, that uh, wraps up the field. If we could have your top four, your fifth winning chance, and just your seven place chances. Yeah, all right, this is how I see it, Marks. I've gone with Huya Mel, number 12, on top uh, to beat one gold trip, 11 young Verta, and eight Deauville legend. I did have Monty Felia just on the fringe and outside of those top four, and the handful of others that I had marked down for place hopes were two Duas, six without a fight, nine Stockman, 15 Grand Promenade, 17 Emissary, 18 Lunar Flare, and 19 Smokin' Romans. And uh, I'm pretty much with the local Mears and the Raiders, and I've got Montefilia at number four on top from Realm of Flowers, Lunar Flare, although obviously uh, we await to hear that... Um, results of uh, any vet check on her and then i've got the favoring for fourth doville legend so i have 4 24 18 and 8 my fifth number for the to make up my 30 dollar quaddy in the paper and is there in the online version so uh, it is number 12 who you mal uh, and if i guess if luna flair comes out i'd be putting in number six uh, which is without a uh, number six, which is uh, without a fight now. Um, okay, well that wraps up the big one. We may as well go right, even though race eight is not a um, is not a black type race. We may as well take you through the rest of the quaddy. Race eight is the second leg. It is in memory of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, and in loving memory of uh, Lilybet, we have put on a benchmark ninety for her over fourteen hundred metres, John. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a competitive benchmark 90, however, Barks. Um, I have gone for number 10, Munamek, uh, the former Hong Kong galloper. Heavily backed first up in Australia, and he got the job done at Caulfield. And then next time out, he was good on that really testing track on 1,000 guineas day. Uh, got a long way back and ran on well. He drops in weight. He gets a sweet draw. I think he uh, can bounce back to the winner's stall. Six minutes moment was a class above at Geelong. It was a dominant win. Um he looks ready to just keep improving and go through the grades now. Seven, the garden, very consistent. Just not beaten far last time out at this track, and he, he won't run poorly. And five, Nugget, is the interesting runner, the import uh, for Ma and Eustace. Spin jumping out and trialling pretty well. Ten, six, seven, five. Um, with another Ma and Eustace runner, 13, detonator. Jack resuming from the garden, Pachero and Nugget, 13, seven, 11 and 5. Race 9 at Flemington on Tuesday. The Hong Kong Jockey Club stakes 1,400 metre group 3. Set weights and penalties for mares. Uh, sticking with 
promise of success. They had the option of uh, backing up on Saturday and going to the Mayor's Group 1, but they've elected to uh, take this easier option. I think she was favourite for this race last year and was scratched uh, halfway through the meeting with a, a little issue. Uh, that was a good win in the invitation after a forgive run in the Nivison. She's just going to need sort of clear air at the right time. If she gets that, I think she'll be very hard to beat. I've got number 18 in for the danger. Uh, is fine point. Chris Waller's mare, good win first up, and then went to the Group 3 angst and got up along the inside, just sort of didn't really quicken but stayed on well. Uh, in for third, I've got number 10, decent range. She's come back from a spell in good order. Chased home the speedy, joyful fortune down the straight and then went to the Group 3 at Caulfield and was very good riding the speed. And in for fourth, I've got the Snowden trained mare, Tycoon Evie. Uh, that was a good run in the Blazer at Flemington last time out, kept fresh. And the winner of that race, Exolita, uh, obviously got that Group 1 placing on the board on Saturday, so the form is pretty good. one 18 I'm with promise of success, too, to beat literary magnate. Decent rain and Mississippi, one 3 10 and 13 and the final race on Melbourne Cup Day on Tuesday, MSS Security Sprint, 1,200-metre listed handicap. I've gone with 10, Nicolini Vito. Um, it was a pretty good run in a high-rating race two runs back. That was behind I Wish I Win, and they freshened him up, and he came back to 1,200, and he ran very well behind Gravina. Uh, I think this uh, shorter trip is suitable, 1,200, and he's performed well down the straight. I think he's a good bet each way. Uh, 14 Pioneer River is another with good form down the straight. Bit of a forgive run at the Valley last time out. He drew wide. It was the wrong spot, and he had a big weight. Uh, in for third, I've got 13 Chassis. Just with her at a bit of a price first up at Caulfield in the Northwood Plume. I thought she battled away quite well. She's won three from six second up. So I, I, I did think that she would improve with that run under the belt, and I thought she went well enough to, uh, to, to stick with her and give her another strong hope. And 11 Zathus, who won first up at the Valley, with every chance, and then ran pretty well behind Gravina in stakes grade last time out. 10, 14, 13, 11. I've got Zathus on top from Nicolini Vito, Chassis and the Astrologist. So that is uh, 11, 10, 13, and 1. Uh, Joel's best on the program was race 9, number 1, Promise of Success, and Value Bet race 10, number 10, Nicolini Vito. Uh, I haven't heard about my uh, specials, but uh, we won't dwell too much on them. That is race three, number five, Struck By, who Joel's also tipping, and race five, number 14, my value bit, Pirouard. Uh Ramwick, the venue for Tuesday racing in Sydney. And there is a big race. It is uh, race five, strangely enough, on a 10-race card. But it's worth two million bucks. It is the big dance, uh, sort of regional, uh, the culmination of a series of uh, of uh, qualifying races through various country cups. But not too many country trainers left in it, Joel. How did you see this one? Uh, it is, by the way, it's a uh, it's over sixteen hundred metres, and it is a quality handicap. Yeah, the big dance. Um... $2 million. Yeah, it's got a pretty good feel. You know, they, they, as, as you just touched on, they made all those country cups the qualifying races, and I saw all the city trainers head off to the bush and, and pinch some of their cash. Um, I have gone with four charming baby listeners all know I'm a um, big fan of hers, and she often gives us a good run at good odds. She had a good Queensland winter, picking up a listed win, a listed placing, and a very good effort from a, a shocking gate and a tough run in the Tats Tiara. 
1,200 to 1,600 second up is probably not the ideal prep, uh, but she did more than enough first up. She's had the tick over trial since. I think she's around 30 to 1, and you, you wouldn't be surprised if you got longer just because that's sort of the horse she is. She's never really too well found. And I've gone with her, but I, I'm going to have three bets in the race. Um, I like her. I like three rustic steel. I think he's just ready to win. Uh, first up run, very good. Second up run, forgive back in trip. And then last time out in the five diamonds prelude, lack of tempo didn't help. He hit the line well, uh, just ready to win. Uh, in for third, I've got number six, Alias. I was with him in the five diamonds prelude. Had the chance up along the inside, but again, just that lack of tempo didn't suit. Uh, this will be more genuinely run. He can improve. And in for fourth, I've got 14, Casino Kid. Love to see him run well for Jan Bowen at Musselbrook. He's just a model of consistency, racing well in town, and looks very well in with 52 kilos. But, uh, yeah, I've made it 4, 3, 6, 14, and um, Sabark, Surf Dancer, probably the best of the rest. And race five, number four, Charmy Baby, is Joel's value bet on the program. Talk us through your best, which is race eight, number one, far too easy. Yeah, he's got a task, this bloke. Um, barrier 17, 59 and a half. Not easy, but he is a good horse. I was with him in the Kosciuszko. He just couldn't quite pick up front page, who, all honours to him, he ran them along and kept going up on pace. Um there's a couple of weight turnarounds on Far Too Easy, in particular another one who's got to improve off his run in the Kosciuszko, but he gets a big weight swing. Uh, but if he gets the breaks, I just think third up, extra 100 metres ideal. He's a good horse. I think he's sort of one of the very few in this field that has the potential to get to a black type level. So I think it'd be hard to beat if he gets the breaks. All right, that wraps up Randwick on Tuesday. We won't head over to uh, Adelaide Brisbane and Perth with uh, Daniel unavailable for today's podcast, but you can uh, read all about his thoughts in your winning post, which is online now and is in shops now. I can attest I have uh, my printed copy right in front of me uh, with all the form for all the venues on Tuesday. Plenty of good reading besides. And, of course, my famous monster crossword, a Melbourne Cup crossword, which will keep you occupied for hours, so our final duty, Joel, is to come up with our best $20 bet of Melbourne Cup Day of Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters Lazy Lobsters Well, Mizzou, Joel, on Saturday, um, you did nominate Private Eye as the only possible danger, and uh, sure enough, Private Eye first, Mizzou second. Yeah, he's. It's hard to be angry at Mizzou because he just, you know, he's it's his first prep against the big boys, and he's just he's racing really well. He just hasn't managed to get a win this prep, so he's been a little bit costly for me. He's been with him right through, but um, yeah, you're going to see a pretty good horse, I think, next time in. Look, in terms of Tuesday, it's a tough program. Let's let's go for glory and let's go in the big one. And uh, I'm going to go 20 a win. Who you mel? Race seven, number 12. Right, yeah. Well, the good news for Lazy Lobster's followers is that uh, we did, in fact, make a tidy profit on Derby Day. Uh, I had Surefire, which was uh, no great spoil, but uh, after all those Melbourne Cup horses decided they didn't need to run in that race after all, so uh, he ended up odds on. 
Uh, but Daniel, Mars Mission was uh, was a good one at around about $4.40. Uh, and I'm going with one early on the program. I was tossing up between the undefeated White Marlin, uh, who I imagine would be no great price, and Struck By, who will be a better price, and I'll go with Struck By. So that's race three, number five. Uh, have a great Melbourne Cup day, everybody. Back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you on Thursday when we will be previewing Champions Day. Uh, and we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.